the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Yes, indeed, another broadcast for Come Together San Diego. Each time we do this broadcast live, I try to do uh, engaging topics so that uh, you know what's going on in the earth right now, but also San Diego County, but also the role that you get to play, because guess what? God's got us interactive in his plans for restoring not only this nation, but this world with Judeo-Christian values. How you doing? Kaz here. We've got a tremendous show, remarkable show for you today, and... Uh, I'm going to start this out by handing the baton very shortly over to our prayer warrior, Imee Smith. She's going to pray over the top of this show. And then I'm going to tell you, you haven't heard a show like this before. I've got musician and songwriter and singer Christiane Lawrence. Hey, Christiane, how you doing? Hey, Kaz, how are you? Yeah, you got the fingers fingers warmed up? Uh, we'll see, yes. <laughs> And uh, Imee Smith is our the captain of our prayer team. Because of the content of this show, she said, I want to I want to I want to pray over this show. And so we moved things around a little bit so she could pray. And I said, since you're going to pray over the show behind the scenes, why don't you do it to begin the show as well? Let me just give you an overview of what the show is going to be like. You may have heard the sh- the song uh, in years past uh, by a guy named Robin Mark. And uh, he wrote this song actually in between morning service and in the evening service at, at a traditional uh denominational church environment, and it's called These Are the Days, and he talks about these are the days of Elijah, these are the days of Moses, these are the days of Ezekiel, these are the days of David, and it talks about the shofar, the trumpet blast, and the Lord coming again, and I'll tell you what, if there ever was a time where that is more valid than any other time, it is N-O-W now. So what we're going to be doing is Christiane is going to orchestrate not only that song, and I'm going to blow the shofar to begin things after Imee prays, but after that, we are going to do a teaching, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what the Scripture says about the the days of Elijah, the days of Moses, the days of Ezekiel, the days of David, but more specifically, what roles Y-O-U have to play in all this. Because if you looked at the news recently, you know the earl, the earth is in shambles and God needs to have intervention from his kids because he has big plans and there are roles we need to play. Many of those roles you'll see played out in Scripture by Ezekiel, by Daniel, by Moses, and by Elijah. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as we go. Amy Smith, would you give us a prayer uh, introduction here, and then we will do the shofar blast, and then Christiane will begin by playing the song, and then we'll begin thereafter teaching the song for the entire two hours from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific time. I'm e. Smith. Thanks, prayer captain. Lord, we just thank you. We praise you, and we glorify your name for all that we have been through in this past couple of years. We've been through a lot of things. And everybody's had their heart just kind of wondering what's going on. 
But you, Lord, are breaking through. You're breaking through with all these uh, prayer gatherings that's happening. We've had David's tent in the past, but you are breaking out with just spontaneous prayer and spontaneous worship. And we thank you, Lord, that you are beginning to bring those dry bones to life because people have been like dry. Yes. And we thank you, Father, that you are taking this generation into a new place where people are going to begin to prophesy, not the big ministers, but everybody. Yes. And we're going to be moving in your spirit. And we just thank you that even during all the tough times that we've had, that you've given encouragement, you've given strength, and you have given us your promise that you are going to be with us every minute of the way in that mighty revival that's going to be a billion souls around the earth is going to happen. And all that's been going on has been leading yes. us to know that we need you more than ever because we need truth. And truth has a name. It's Jesus, Yeshua. <laughs> He's our Lord. He's our Savior. And we need him. And we're expecting that major move. So let's all pray. Let's all worship. And know that you're coming. We have no doubt whatsoever that you are in charge. So we just praise you and thank you and say, Lord, let this <laughs> this time be a time of just excitement yes. for everyone to get charged up and say, yes, I'm part of that team. Yes, yes, yes. In uh, Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amy, thank you, sis. What a prayer warrior. Thank you. And I'm going to blow the shofar to begin this, and then Christiane is going to, <laughs> going to play one of our, our many of our favorite songs. But keep in mind, as she gives you the lyrics, there's a part that you can play as one of these characters as well, and we're going to talk about that on Come Together San Diego. But first, we are going to blow the shofar to begin things, and then, Christiane, are you ready to go? I'm ready. I'm <laughs> yes, she is. Here we go.
like you. There's no God like Jehovah. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I hope you're stirred. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're excited because what we're going to do today is we're going to deal with each one of those individuals, but not from their past experiences, but how they're going to play a role in your life and lifestyle today. Because you know, God's got great plans for you. And you may identify with one of those multiple characters of the scripture. We're going to talk a little bit about why that is so for us today. But what these characters look like and uh, ask you to get a sense of how your character, your personality aligns with one or more of these individuals. And then we're going to set you free and allow God to empower you to be that character trait because God wants the spirit of Elijah to show himself mightily. Not only the Bible talks about two witnesses showing up, and that's happening as well, but also God wants us to have the godly character of biblical characters, and Elijah is one, oh yes. And Ezekiel is one, oh yes. And Moses, oh yes. And the psalmist, King David, yes. My listening friend, we're going to discuss what that looks like and what it sounds like for you in this two-hour broadcast on Come Together San Diego. But beyond telling you about it, we're going to believe that God empowers you within it. When Christiane Lawrence and I and Elijah, Moses, David, and Ezekiel <laughs> come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, welcome back, my friends. Remarkable show. I want you, you might want to take a notepad unless you're driving in the car, <laughs> and then you won't. But if you uh, are listening to the radio in a, a different kind of environment where you can take notes, you may want to pay close attention to this because I'm going to give you some stuff that perhaps you haven't heard before. I'm not presuming that I know a whole bunch of stuff, but God has given me some uh, insights about this because I'm a guy, if you know from this show, I'm a guy who loves uh, King David, and I, I love Israel, and some of these precepts date way back to then. So I'm going to share these things with you. And you're hearing the musical renditions of Christiane Lawrence, who is at, uh, when I 
do a portion in the teaching that may require some impromptu music, I'm going to say, okay, what you got, Christiane? I know you, you, sometimes you don't particularly like me to do that, Christiane, but can we live with it? We can, Cass, we can. <laughs> you know, I know that you've looked over this material, too, and I know you have a real heart for Davidic kind of worship. When we say Davidic worship, we're not talking about worshiping King David. We're talking about the type of music and worship and praise that King David did during his uh, 40-year ruling and reigning, in particular the 33 years uh, where he was on Mount Zion Mm -hmm. and where he was actually worshiping and praising God. So uh, Christiane has been tasked with the wonderful opportunity to have a Davidic mindset and a heart set as she has given stuff through the teaching, and she may actually help with some insights on the teaching as well. But uh, I'm going to hand it over to her and let it, and, let, and say, Christiane, what might this sound like? And we're going to go there. You know, my friends, we're talking about in the song, These Are the Days, we talk about Elijah and Moses and Ezekiel and David. And we talk about the trumpet blast and things like that. If you've looked at the calendar and you know the time frame now, now is like never before. Now is a time frame when we just celebrated Resurrection Sunday, And this is the time where Jesus had risen from the grave and there was a 40-day span where he was showing himself mightily to people, uh, his disciples and others who were looking for him. But the problem was they didn't know what they were looking for. And on Emmaus Road, for example, during this very time frame that we're in right now, the two disciples, one was called Cleophas and the other one was, people say, is an unknown apostle or a disciple, but I think it was Luke himself who wrote the book of, of Luke where this story is found. And they were, you know, you know the story, many of you, that they were disheartened and dejected and because what they thought was going to happen didn't happen. Look in the newspaper and feel your heart cry right now. The things that you thought the church was going to be experiencing these days didn't come to pass. In fact, church as we know it has changed, really changed. And we think, oh no, woe is us. Oh no, woe is the enemy when he realizes that we realizes the empowerment that comes along with it. You know, the two disciples that were on Emmaus Road, they were kind of blue and sad, and they were wondering why and this was happening and how they could not go back to the Jesus relationship that they knew. My friends, right now, as you whatever path you're walking on, we'll call it the Emmaus Road experience for you. You're going, church isn't the same. The Jesus that I knew back then doesn't seem to be the same uh, fashion of of, uh, relationship with Jesus that I did back then. It's different. It's totally different. And they were sad and blue because they thought it meant the end of Jesus and Jesus as they knew it. Well, they were right. It was the end of Jesus as they knew it but not the Jesus as they were meant to know him. And you know the story on Emmaus Road. They were traveling, and the one appeared with them and told them things that uh, were from the beginning of the law of Moses and the prophets. He said he communicated the law and the prophets and the Psalms to them. And the Bible says they had a threefold opening. They had an opening of the eyes, <laughs> they had an opening of the Scripture, and they had an opening of understanding. I'm talking about that from Luke chapter 24. You can dig on in there. But I'm going to use that as a springboard here. Uh, Kaz, can, yes, I, yes. can I add something to that? Yes. You know, um, it's funny because sometimes we, we ask God, we, we go, God, where you know what's going on? Where are you? And I know for me, sometimes God will speak to me and say, what's going on, Christiane? Yeah. And I'm like, God... Haven't you seen? Don't you know what's going on? And that's exactly what those two men said to Jesus. Because yes. Jesus, 
Jesus came upon them and they were walking and, and he said, what's going on guys? And they're like, where have you been? Mm-hmm. Don't you know what's going on? Don't you have, haven't you heard the news? Haven't you heard what's happened here in, in Jerusalem? And sometimes I feel like we do that with God. We're like, God, hello, don't you know what's going on? And we, we still fail to see the revelation that Jesus is alive. He's risen. He's He's yes. victorious, yes. and he's still on the throne. And, Christiane, you know, there, this is a time frame. The Bible talks about a transition of time frames. And uh, certainly in the early uh, book of Acts and the conclusion of the, the Gospels, there was a transition. And the, the disciples just weren't ready for the different way they saw Jesus. Mm-hmm. They were going to see Jesus. They, they were used to seeing Jesus in a certain way. And let me posture this to you, my listening friend. We have been used to uh, observing Jesus in our understanding of the Gospels and our understanding of the epistles and the Old Testament and new and things like that. But we didn't really understand his purpose behind us garnering that information. Right. right now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as with the men on Emmaus Road, they were and we are about to discover that the reason for that training was for NOW now. And the disciples just didn't really understand that. And let me give you a scripture that that, uh, Jesus spoke of after the parable, or after the story that Luke talks about in Luke 24 about the Emmaus Road experience. He says in verse of of uh, Luke 24, 44, he says, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was yet with you. These are the things that must be fulfilled and that were written in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Well, the law of Moses, we know, is the law of Moses. That's in the Old Testament. That's the Tanakh. That's the, that's, uh, the, the, uh, the different uh, Torah references, the first five books, actually. The Pentateuch. That's, that's, those are tied to the law of Moses. But he says also the prophets. He says not a prophet individually. He says prophets. I have to fulfill the prophets. And we're talking about today the song, These Are the Days of Moses. Yes, Jesus is fulfilling that. But these are also the days of the fulfillment of the prophets. We're using Ezekiel and Elijah as the prophets today to talk about the character traits. And also he says, and I have to fulfill the Psalms. Well, what are the Psalms? The Psalms are primarily the Psalms of David and beyond, but God wants to fill each one of those things. And we're used to just reading those things and say, saying, you know, in a, a few months ago, actually saying, well, this is all wonderful. This is all wonderful. Now we're not seeing church like we thought we had seen it. And we're going, what now? And I believe Jesus is saying to us, as he was saying to the disciples on Emmaus Road, I fulfilled these things. And then your eyes are going to become opened and the scripture is going to be open to you and your understanding is going to be open to you. And the Bible says he disappeared from their sight. Why? Because he said, I'm handing it over to you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're in a time frame right now where God has handed these things over to you. This is a new age. We are leaving the church age and entering into the kingdom age. We're going to talk a little bit more about what the kingdom age looks like and feels like because it's not you reading it only in a book. It's you living it yourselves. And so God has given us the prophets. He's given us the law from Moses and he's given us the Psalms, but he's not given it to us just to say, oh, these are nice stories. Now these are lifestyle lessons for you and I. And as we go through this teaching, we're going to talk about what those lifestyle lessons are going to be like. But also, don't be down and depressed and anxious about things that are going on. 
things during Jesus' day when he left, the terrible things were going on, on too. But he says, I'm going to hand it to you because you can handle it. My ladies and gentlemen, friends listening to this show, you can handle it too. And we're going to share some scriptures and some truths about that. So we've got a couple minutes here, Christiane. Any thoughts about this, musically speaking? Uh, it's amazing. We're into some amazing times for, for uh, uh, becoming more and more like the character of Moses, like Elijah and Ezekiel and David, because God's got big plans for Y-O-U. Isn't that right, Christiane? We're in our hearts burning When he spoke to us When he revealed all things in the word We were ablaze Were not our hearts burning When he shared with us that he was The fulfillment of all things Oh, he spoke to us and said Holy, holy Lord God Almighty you to know that God's got plans and this the, the COVID thing didn't catch him by surprise the uh, the we call it the gene jab or the vexation uh, vaccination or as in vex a nation those things didn't surprise him at all in fact he's equipped you and armed you to stand not only in the midst of it but show God's truths mightily so as we go through this instruction today on come together San Diego with my uh, co-host Christiane Lawrence playing guitar and doing impromptu stuff as God stirs her. We're going to find out more about what this feels like and sounds like. But you know something? Jesus went before and history repeats itself. And guess what? While you were reading history before, (laughs) you get to be a part of it. Now, we're going to talk a little bit more about what that looks like and sounds like and the roles you will play. It will amaze you and you will Embrace it with a wholeheartedness, I believe, and look out world because God's kids have been communicated to about what they are called to do and they get it and they move forward in great power and might. And that's you. My listening friend, Christiane, and I will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. This is Frank Harper, pastor in North County. We need more of God this time than we've ever needed him before. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Yes, my friends, welcome back. And uh, 
first half hour is already gone. Can you believe that? We've got until 7 p.m. Pacific time to share with you some insights on these are the days of Elijah. These are the days of Ezekiel. These are the days of Moses. These are the days of, uh, of David. But guess what? These are also the days of Y-O-U. And we're going to assess that. You know, each one of those individuals that I spoke of in the song, These Are the Days, uh, they're also uh, alive and well doing things in the hearts and lives of people, and you are among them today. And so you may have a an affinity for one more than the other, and we're going to talk a little bit about these. The Scripture says that Jesus said in, in, in Matthew and in Luke, uh, I'm sorry, in Luke 24, that he had to fulfill the law of Moses and the, and the prophets, and he had to fulfill the the Psalms. He fulfilled them singularly, but we know as the body of Christ, we uh, are, as he is, so are we collectively in this world. So as he fulfilled these things individually, these individuals individually, uh, so do we get to fulfill the characteristics of these individuals, but not not all within us singularly. It's us collectively as the body of Christ. So I'm not surprised if there's one character trait of one of those characters that you share more than the others. What we're going to try to do is to breathe into that and allow God to empower you in those things. So uh, you've looked into this as well. It's kind of exciting that the body of Christ, Christiane, uh, gets to do these things, isn't it? It really is, and and it's kind of amazing because God really wants us to partner with him. Yes. I mean, that's one of the reasons we were, he, he created us in his image. He wants, he wants uh, platers, and he wants each of us to contribute because he knows that he has put in each one of us something so unique that no one else in this world, that's like right. fingerprints, no one else could ever contribute. And that doesn't mean that, you know, oh, it's all going to fall apart if we don't do our part. But I think it should spur us on all the more to realize we have a very critical role to play. It has right now more than ever before. Mm-hmm, especially so. Because it, as it happened on Emmaus Road, the disciples were used to seeing Jesus a certain way. And in the church environments thus far, the church age, we are used to have having seen and heard of Jesus in a certain way, maybe proclaimed by a pastor or an evangelist mm-hmm. or some other person. All of a sudden, the the responsibility falls more on the individual believers in the church rather than a leader of leaders. No, no, it's we get to be the body of Christ, and we're having to discover what that looks and feels like. And no more spectators. No we're, more. We're all, we're all, <laughs> no more bench warmers. No, I like We're all that. in the field. You know, there's a scripture, there are a couple of scriptures I'll bring to mind here as we do this study as we talk about these are the days. Uh, in First John 4, 17, it says, listen to this, my friend. It says, as he is, meaning Jesus, so are we in this world. And another scripture in First John 3, it says, for we shall be like him. Do you see something unusual in this? Uh, those two scriptures I gave you? It wasn't so I shall be like him, and so am I in this world. It's as he is, not so am I, but so are we. It's a joint effort. And one of the things we're going to do in this show, Christiane, is we're going to actually delve into a f- number of different characters from the Old Testament and mm-hmm. say uh, these characters uh, can be on us as believers. Yeah. And now it's not me only having to do this; it's we collectively. Mm-hmm. And and like Ezekiel, I mean, I know you're gonna you're gonna talk yeah. about this, and I don't want to steal any thunder. Oh yes, you do. You know, the the picture of Ezekiel and his prophecy of dry bones and yes. God speaking to him. And I actually was reading that, and I kind of got drawn. I always look, when I, whenever I read Scripture, I always look at what comes before the passage and what comes oh, after, that's because that's really critical. And it's like the Bible, the Word of God wasn't just thrown together um, 
you know, without any rhyme or reason, God really, really is an amazing wordsmith, and he he knows how to tell a story. And I read the chapter before um, that Valley of Dry Dry Bones Bones. chapter, Uh and uh, chapter 37 and 38, chapter 38 in Ezekiel is where the Dry Bones chapter is, but chapter 7 and chapters 38 are sandwiched between um, basically the the things that God is saying against Edom oh and against another another um, nation, nation mm-hmm. Gog. And he's, he's basically saying punishments to Edom and Gog. And in between that, sandwiched in between, he says a declaration to the mountains, Kaz. Mm. A mount, the mountains, and he says, you mountains have been basically bad-mouthed by the nations. And where where did all the pagan worship? Where did all oh, the the, the worship oh, yes. happen to all these false gods? Was on the on mountaintops. The yes. And so God basically says, "I am going to restore and rebuild what was the the splendor of my mountains. Yes. And no longer will you be called the the takers of lives. No longer will you be called the destruction of families. But you will be." You will you will be rebuilt, and then he talks about right before the the Valley of Dry Bones. He talks about um, how he's going to put bring Israel back, and he says, "I will give you a new heart." This is in in Ezekiel thirty six twenty six. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. You will live in the land that I give your for, gave your forefathers, and you will be my people, and I will be your Ooh. God. And he says that right before he talks about rebuilt, bringing life back to the dry, dry bones. bones. And I mean, we've got to think about oh, the, oh, what absolutely. that means, right? And my friend, if you have the Ezekiel anointing, you may be frustrated as you look around and you go, hmm, it's kind of like uh, the, the whole Judeo-Christian premise is being violated by people who even claim to be godly men and women, and the truth of the matter is they're, you know, they're hollow and they're shallow. And uh, if you have an anguish or anger over that and it's a holy anger, then you may have just have that prophetic bent. You may be like, like Ezekiel or like uh, Elijah. Elijah was a mountain, mountaintop experience too, Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel, when Carmel yeah. You know, when it was the, the prophets of Baal, and he said, choose this day whom you may serve. Mm-hmm. If you serve God, serve God. If you serve Baal, serve him. And, you know, the the prophets of Baal said, we'll, we'll stick with who we know. And uh, they were decimated as a result of that. My listening friend, here we are in a time frame where a lot of people are worshiping things and they think they're holy things. Many of those things are not holy. And God is telling people like an Elijah character or like uh, an Ezekiel character, wake up. Church, you in particular, you know, many times in the church eras and throughout history, they they had a blend of godliness and godlessness, and Solomon actually portrayed that a little bit later on uh, in his uh, life and lifestyle when he was king as well. We don't want to go there. My listening friend, you might have that spirit of Elijah, or you might have the spirit of Ezekiel being able to proclaim these things. Or you may be as the lawgiver who was dealt with on another mountaintop, Mount Sinai, and the lawgiver. And, and God's saying uh, there are those in the church environment who really love the law. It's not the cold, dead law. It's the vibrant law. But nonetheless, it is a law that needs to be uh, acknowledged. 
It's not a free flow, do whatever you want and just call it godliness. No, God has precepts. God has Judeo-Christian values. So my listening friends, you guys might align with a Moses character. You might align with an Ezekiel prophetic character or uh, an Elijah character. But the truth of the matter is God has made you so to be able to empower you so. What does that sound like as we get into the next segment, uh, Christiane, as we go into a break? What do you think? Silence. And and that's the sound of silence. (laughs) I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will breathe my spirit in you. And I will breathe my spirit in you. And the earth will rattle as your bones start Shaking off the ground Coming back together You were lost, now you were found Your purpose is defined Your hope is now renewed And you are mine And I am in you My friends, Christiane and I will be right back more come together san diego with Cass taylor is next on k praise a prophetic phenomenon is sweeping over the world prophecies are being fulfilled in rapid succession the jewish people are returning to their borders ancient highways are being restored and the true location of ancient biblical jerusalem has been revealed Shalom from Jerusalem. My name is Anarina Hyman and I invite you to join us in learning about how modern day events are corresponding with the Hebrew calendar, the deep secrets embedded in the Hebrew language of the Bible, and to discover the spiritual significance of Jerusalem. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her vindication shines like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. It's time to set your heart towards Jerusalem. It's time to align with Zion. Join us at www.alignwithzion.com Carlsbad, where people enjoy some of the most beautiful beaches. And right now, you'll find big savings on San Diego County's largest selection of new and pre-owned Lexuses. Save today with Lexus Lease Cash and low monthly lease specials on new Lexus RX, NX, ES, and the all-new sporty Lexus IS. Or save on a great selection of certified pre-owned Lexuses or other pre-owned makes and models at Lexus Carlsbad. Experience how Lexus Carlsbad's refined customer service earned the coveted Elite of Lexus Award for customer satisfaction. And like a day at the beach, no appointments for Lexus Carlsbad sales or service are necessary. Experience Lexus Carlsbad's customer service today and experience your day at the beach with big savings on new and pre-owned Lexuses. So hurry in today or see specials online at LexusCarlsbad.com. Experience your day at the beach. Experience Lexus Carlsbad today. Save time and shop online at LexusCarlsbad.com. See all of the new and pre-owned inventory today at Lexus Carlsbad. 
We could all use a little extra hope. CalHOPE offers free tips and tools to help manage COVID-19 stress and anxiety. Call our warm line at 1-833-317-4673 to talk with someone who can help. Hope lives in California, in our businesses, churches, schools, and homes, in our people, and in our shared hope for the future, one where we can all safely come together again. Visit calhope.org or call 1-833-317-4673. Hope lives here. Hello, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'm excited to tell you that I'll be joining my friends at Salem Media Group in the summer of 2021 to host a cruise to Alaska, and I'm hoping that you can join me. Alaska, as you know, is filled with glaciers, rugged mountains, and wildlife, a land where God's design and majesty are constantly on display. If you've ever dreamed of exploring this amazing place, now's your opportunity, especially as we'll experience the wonders of Alaska in a community of other believers, and this from the comfort of our first-class ship. The week will be enhanced as my friends Laura Story and Michael O'Brien lead us in worship, and as together we look at God's Word for both challenge and inspiration. I look forward to seeing you there. Join Alistair Bag and travel to Alaska on the Deeper Faith Cruise, August 28th to September 4th, 2021. Register today at kprz.com. That's kprz.com. Reserve your trip now with no cancellation fees. For more details, visit kprz.com. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome back to Come Together San Diego as we explore the days of Moses, Elijah, Ezekiel, and David, asking the question, which, which one do you identify most closely with? Because if these are the days of those prophets and teachers and ministers, God wants us to use our God-ordained character traits that identify with these things in many, many ways because he's going to be calling upon us like never before. We've talked a little bit about how the world has changed and actually the whole church environment has changed and is changing. We're going from the church age into the kingdom age. We're going from a time frame where we used to depend in one way about God and the Gospels and things like that. And we're entering into a time where the Gospels and the things that we got before are going to have to be applied, but not by necessarily your pastoral leader, but by Y-O-U. What's that look like? What's that sound like? We're dealing with that as we go through. These are the days of Elijah, of Moses, of Ezekiel, and David. We talked a little bit about each one of them in general. We're going to talk a little bit more specifically about some of these character traits We'll talk about the prophets in particular in this segment, the prophets of Elijah and the prophet of Ezekiel. You know, Elijah, I guess, you know, if you, if you were to look at Scripture and you would say, what is the most illustrious, illustrious prophet in Scripture? You know, there's a whole bunch of prophets. If you've ever read the, the back of the, New Test, the Old Testament, you know there's a lot of prophets and the back end of the book of Revelation and uh, other areas as well. You'll realize prophecy... Uh, uh, was uh, prolific 
in those days, and prophecy is also going to be prolific in these days, and those who have a prolific bent towards uh, declaring the word, declaring uh, the truths that you see that have been applied or misapplied, then you might have a prophetic voice, uh, the voice of a prophet. Or if you're a person that is tied more to what the the word says, the law says, and here's what it is and here's how you're missing it, then you may have more of a Moses uh, legal bent. Or if you are a psalmist and you like to just enjoy the melodic intimacy with him and you're a warrior in prayer, then you may have a Davidic heart. But the Elijah character, we're going to talk a little bit about the the Elijah ministry as well. And you tell me whether you align with this. In Malachi 4, 5, it says that the spirit and power of Elijah will be showing itself before the great and terrible day of the Lord. Well, we are in those times right now. And the question is, what does Elijah look like and feel like the spirit and power of Elijah? In, in Jesus's day, that showed itself in the personage of John the Baptist. And he was the preparer of the way. Now, we are in a time frame where Jesus is coming soon. Who are going to be the ones with the mantle to prepare the way of the Lord? Traditionally, those might even be those of a prophetic bent. My friend, that may just be you. And the question has to be, what does that mean? It means the God who has been communicating with you uh, a few years ago, and if you were a believer, and has been planting things into your heart and has give you, given you a holy uh, aggravation for the things, the mischaracterizations of godliness and uh, people that say things with their mouth and they don't hold them true and God wants to give you a word, but also a lifestyle uh, to, to showcase what godliness is, then you may have that uh, Elijah spirit or the Ezekiel spirit. Now, uh, Malachi 4 and 5 talks about the spirit and power of Elijah showing up in the last days. Now, while there is going to be a, the two witnesses coming soon, I believe, that it also is going to have people with that, those character traits as well. So the question is, are you going to be one of the characters like Elijah did, who was to restore the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers? Hmm. If that uh, rings a chord with you, then you just may have that Elijah anointing or even Ezekiel who called things out and says, this is the way you need to go. Be aware of it. That may be your character trait. You know, there's a, a man who's passed away now. He was with World Challenge, Dave, David Wilkerson. And I think he ministered out of New York City. Um, and uh, he, here's, here's what he says about this. Pay close attention to this. He says, he says I believe that the prophet Malachi... Uh, in, in the in the book of the Old Testament, as well as other Old Testament prophets, speak of a company of holy people who will be raised up just prior to Christ's second coming, who will also be in the same ministry mold as Elijah. That is, they will minister under the very same spirit and power that rested on Elijah and also John the Baptist. Think about that. You know what? We, we spend so much time uh, being quasi-familiar with God's Word. Isn't it amazing that God says, okay, you're familiar with it now. I want you to illustrate it. I want you to personify it. Wow, Jesus said, I must fulfill the law, the prophets, and the Psalms. But he's saying to us, you are also to fulfill the law and prophets and the Psalms, but, Christiane, you don't have to do all of them. You just do what you're called to do, and you may find out that you align with uh, Elijah or Moses or Ezekiel or David. 
I see in you, Christiane, a, a, a kind of a, a couple different things. I definitely see you as the psalmist David and of the tribe of Judah, like David was, because you are a songsmith. But I also see a little bit of a, a little bit of Moses' character in you, a little bit of uh, Elijah and Ezekiel in you. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I've I've been accused of having multiple personalities. <laughs> Isn't that right? Yes. No. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what, no. What are you talking? <laughs> no, I, 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 um, I appreciate that, Kaz, because I do, you know, I have a passion for the word. And ever since I was a little girl, I've studied hard. I've studied the scriptures really hard and deep. And I've, I've asked questions and I've, um, I remember being a young girl during summer breaks, locking myself in my room and just really searching, searching the word. But the, the neat thing about what you're getting at, I think, is that there are there are those of us that may relate to one character or one trait more a lot strong stronger than some of the others and and we feel like there are so many of us that are multitaskers right yes, yes. And, and we want to do it all and what's that what's that kind of thing if you want to get something done right do it yourself well we cannot be in that mindset anymore That's right. we really can't and i've i've failed so many times at doing things with with a an excellence because I've tried to, I've tried to put the responsibility all on myself. And mm-hmm. what we have to realize is that there are those around us, and we have to link arms with the Elijahs, the Moseses, the Davids, and the mm-hmm. Ezekiels, and the Daniels, and and the Isaiahs. And we have to link arms around people and learn to trust each other, because we cannot do this on our own anymore. Yes, yes. You know, there's a phrase, linking arms. Give me, give me a little chord progression, and we'll just kind of noodle with this. We've got about a couple minutes before the end of this. Uh, segment, linking arms. Lord Jesus, help us know that we can't do it all on our own. But we can do it side by side with one another. Different pieces of the puzzle perfectly adjoined together. Heart to heart and arm to arm. I need you you need me There are things we need to do Just can't be Me, me Can't just be me Me, me It's gotta be We, we <laughs> It's gotta be You know, every time when you do live live shows Every once in a while this crops up It can't be me, me It has to be we, we Nicely done, Christiane <laughs> See, the, the fun thing is wow. God's giggling a little bit now because yeah. he gives us some freedom. Oh, and he goes, you know, it's okay to be like that. It's okay. You, you know that, that story of Elijah? <laughs> yes. In the King James Version, Elijah is taunting these these false prophets. And he's yes. going, I think your God's got hemorrhoids. Yes. I think your God's on the toilet. I mean, God <laughs> no, has really? such a he sense does. of humor. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Read it. Look it up, folks. <laughs> so my listening friend, that that's it. Especially if you have a proclivity for doing puns and things like that. Um, you might fit in just right. God's got plans for you, my friend. It's not going to be a you only. And in the church environment in the past, it was the pastor or leadership, and now it falls upon the shoulders of those whom God loves who are the body of Christ, the ones who have been pew-sitters before, no longer. Now you are a vibrant, vibrant member of the body of Christ doing what God has called you to do. It's not me, me, me. It's not you, you, you. It's together. It's <laughs> us together. Get off the pew. Ooh.
<laughs> My listening friend, before this goes too far south, we're going to take a commercial <laughs> break and we're going to talk more. This time up next after the commercials, we're going to talk a little bit about Moses. Thank God for Moses and thank God for this commercial break. And Christiane Kaz said, hey, amen. Amen. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. APRZ, San Marcos Poway, and K29CR Encinitas, FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Are the days of your servant Moses righteousness being restored? Well, my friends, we're kind of taking the lyrics. Uh, these are the days of Elijah and Ezekiel and Moses and David. We're taking the lyrics of those songs and we're talking about how those things are going to come to pass in these days. And while there are going to be literally two witnesses showing up on the scene, my personal persuasion is they shall carry the, they shall be uh, as Moses and Elijah. But there are also going to be companies uh, dealing with those as well. And we're in a new age right now. We're entering into a kingdom age. We were in the church age before. And now the things that we learned in the church age, God wants to apply to us and through us in these days like never before. In the last segment, we talked a little bit about Elijah and David Wilkerson uh, of World Challenge. Uh, he was ministering in a church uh, in New York City, actually. And here's one of the comments he said was, I believe that the prophet Malachi is where the, the Bible talks about Elijah uh, coming again. And it says that, uh, as well as other prophets, he says, to speak of a holy company of people who will be raised up just prior to Christ's second coming uh, who will also be the same ministry mold of Elijah, and he says also the ministry mold of John the Baptist, because God's history repeats itself. And here we are in the end of this age, and God wants to have his kids preparing the way. And so uh, Elijah prepared the way of the Lord, as it spoke about in Malachi, as did Ezekiel as well. We talk about the prophets, and, the, and Christiane came in with the song, These Are the Days of Moses and righteousness being restored. Listen to this, my friend. I want you to consider this. Uh, Moses, the character of Moses is going to show himself in these last days. Let me give you a scripture. It's found in the book of Deuteronomy. And in Deuteronomy chapter 18, I'm going to just read this, just a portion of this to you. And uh, this is, (laughs) interestingly, Moses wrote the book of Deuteronomy, so he's actually writing about himself when the Bible says, And the Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, uh, uh, of of your brethren like unto me. In other words, the prophet will be like unto Moses. Uh, unto him shall they hearken. And so God says that there's going to be a character that arises in the latter days that is going to be like unto Moses. That, If you want to look that up, that's in the book of Deuteronomy, uh, chapter 18, uh, starting at verse 15. So God has a plan for that character trait of Moses to appear again. And let me give you kind of an overview of what the, this Moses character might be like. You know, the Bible talks about um, in um, Joshua 1.8, it says, Let not the word of the law depart from your mouth, but that you meditate on it day and night, that you may purpose to do all that is written therein. 
Are you that kind of a character? Are you a person who has had the Word of God uh, in your heart and you've meditated on it day and night, that the law does not depart from your mouth, but that you meditate on it day and night and do all that is accordingly written therein? Is that you? It may very well be you. If that's you, then you have kind of a Moses style of character trait. And you know in the last days, God is going to bring again that Moses character trait, and it could be personified in you, who you are, and what you do. My listening friend, God's building his church, and he gives us patterns and types of the Old Testament and in the New Testament that we can live by in the Now Testament. And that hasn't really been preached too much in the um, ecumenical environments. It's basically, uh, here are the Gospels and here's what Jesus did. But now we have to look in the mirror and go, what Jesus did singularly, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we must now do collectively. And he's giving us a spiritual influence of Elijah, of Ezekiel, and of Moses. These are the days of your servant Moses. Righteousness being restored. Oh, we're going to talk a little bit more on this as we go. But Christiane, I mean, isn't this heartrending? I mean, we like the disciples when Jesus died on the cross. We just experienced Resurrection Sunday, and after that, they were meandering around. They didn't know what to do, and Jesus said, "I'm giving it to you." Yeah, I mean, I think I think so many of us we we've been following church leadership. We yes. go to church, we sit down, we 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 hear the word and there's a percentage of people that do um that do the work, right? And mm-hmm. then the, there's our larger percentage that is just being fed. Yes. And they come and they they expect to be fed and we're we can't we can't survive that way. That's not sustainable. I mean, just if you look at the the worldly sense, there are people that are growing their own foods now. They're not relying, no longer relying on manufacturing and the the big you know industries to provide their food. They're yeah. saying we need to grow our own. We need to start start building sustainability for our own families. And the same is true, Kaz, spiritually. And it doesn't mean that we go off and we start making up our own doctrine or no 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 not like at all that. it's it's really not just not not stepping outside the church but continuing that but fulfilling the calling fulfilling of the church the, literally yeah and yes. and being being the word as Christ like you read earlier from first John that we are to be like Christ and he was the word and and we need to start um linking arms with our pastors because our pastors are they also need support they also need our our giftings and um, I just think it's a beautiful thing when people start standing up and operating and, and coming really realizing what is it that makes me unique? Yes. What is it that makes makes me excited mm-hmm. about about living? And God wants us. He's He's calling each of us out. Yes. Kaz, there's so much teaching on identity, identity, identity. Why? Because that is what Satan went after in the garden. He went after our identity. You will be like gods. No, we're not going to be. We're not going to be gods. We're going to be like God in a way that He has put in us a creative heart, a creative spirit, and and so we we really need to to dig in and, and not make it so much inward and and kind of um, navel gazing. And it's still me, my me, my mind. Yeah. And, and unless we step out and we go, it's God through us. Mm-hmm. And it to see how the, the synergy works with our giftings 
and the church around us, the 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 stones yes. around us oh, that the lively we make stones. up the, cho- the oh, stones, the church. Like we're also the lively puzzle. God's yes. puzzle is, is what his church looks like, too. And each one of us That's has a, great a unique part. And my friend, if you've ever seen Christiane, she's got unique parts. She does. She, but, she, but she fits together snugly with other people that have similar but not quite exactly the same unique parts. And all of a sudden, where she's had a solo song, now she has a harmony song with somebody else. Uh, Christiane, I found a scripture that talks about, we were talking about the law, the prophets, and the Psalms. We've been spending time talking about the prophets. We spent a little bit of time just in this segment talking about the law through Moses. But I found a scripture in Isaiah that talks about the blending of the law and the prophets. And I thought I would share this, and it may inspire a a, a little song as we go out of this segment. Um, Or maybe not. And at that juncture, we might have to uh, figure out how to get get out comfortably without embarrassing ourselves too much. But I think Holy Spirit's into this. Let me give you a scripture, my listening friend. This is the co- combination of the law and the prophets together in tandem. And this is found in Isaiah 2, verse 3. You will recognize this verse. The Bible says of, of God, and he, God, will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. And the law shall go forth out of Zion. That's Moses. That's Moses' character. The law shall go forth out of Zion. And the word of the Lord, which is an Elijah and Ezekiel character, declaring that word will go from Jerusalem. Let me say it again, my friend, because you may identify more with one of those than the other, but God wants to bring us together, and we want to go forth from this place called Zion, this mountain of intimacy with the Lord. And the Bible says that he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. And the law, in other words, the Moses character, the law shall go forth out of Zion. And the word of the Lord, which is a, uh, is a prophetic character uh, like Elijah and Ezekiel, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, and he will teach us of his ways. Oh, man. My listening friend, we're going to talk a little bit more about one of my favorite topics in the next segment. We're going to talk about David the psalmist and what that looks like with you and through you. But before we do, let's assess what it might feel like to be taught God's ways and to walk in his laws. They're not the letter of the law that's cold and dead, but the powerful spirit behind the law. So God wants to do this. Well, give me kind of a, a just a chord progression there, and we will talk through this in the minute and a half we have in this segment. My listening friend, you know, God's got big plans for you. He does. But it's not you sitting in a pew. He's got big plans for you. And it's not from the church word pew. It's power and might and the God of light shining brightly through you. You will go out and worship me in spirit and truth. Father is looking for worshipers, worship in spirit and truth. Law and the Word married perfectly, and you will worship me in spirit and truth. My friends, Christiana, Christiane Lawrence and Kaz are going to talk about the Davidic anointing when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. 
Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Friends, Christiane was singing a song that was really spurred through a psalmist's heart. I will speak and declare of your love forever. That's a psalmist's heart cry. On Come Together San Diego on this show, it's a unique show because we're talking about how you and I get to assume the character traits of people that are already in the Bible because God has a plan for you. Many of you uh, will identify with a prophetic bent as uh, Elijah in those days in Ezekiel, Elijah says in Malachi 4, uh, verse 5, the spirit and the power of Elijah will come before the great and terrible day of the Lord and restore the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. So do you have a heart to restore the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children? Well, then you have a flavor of the Elijah mantle. And I want to tell you something. That's wonderful, 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 because God wants to be able to use that in these last days. And God is going to activate you like never before. But, oh, what ho, if you have the heart that goes like this, let not the law, word of the law depart from your mouth, but that you meditate on it day and night, and you pur- may purpose to do all that is written therein. Well, that means that you have a real heart for the word of God. And I'm not talking about the, the law as in the cold, dead law. I'm talking about the spirit-filled law of knowing God's precepts and staying within them, then you very likely have kind of a Moses heart cry, and God will use you as well, because each one of us has different pieces of this, and God wants to bring us together. Each one of us singularly cannot handle it. So we've talked about those things in this segments before, but right now, I know it's one of Christiana's and my favorite topics, is the, that is the Davidic heart cry, the psalmist heart cry. And my friend, if you are a worshiper or worship leader, or if God has given you songs or proclamations that are melodic, and it could be a poem. We have uh, uh, Neil Fraser, our uh, our producer here, who's a, uh, an ex- extensively powerful poet, and he, he has these songs gushing from him, and you very likely do as well. My friend, God wants to use you in these last days because it's not only the spirit of Elijah and uh, Ezekiel, but it's the spirit of Moses that is showing itself in our character and character traits, Mm -hmm. but also the lifestyle and the the um, psalms, if you will, of King David. Christian, I know you love this. You're a Davidic worshiper, as am I. And when when I say Davidic worshiper, I'm not talking about worshiping David. I'm talking about using his style to worship the Creator. There's so much in music, as I mean, there's so much we could, we could spend hours and hours, and I don't even really need to talk about it, except that, you know, there is so much healing. And how did how did David really get his start in the palace, in the castle? You know, mm-hmm. in in the in the presence of the king, he was brought to King Saul to calm the evil oh spirit my. that was tormenting Saul. And David not only had that heart of God and the and the power to 
take down a giant, but he knew the power of the creative in God, you know, that he was, he was there to calm and to ward off, to, to dispel the enemy yes. um, through music, through yes. the frequencies of sound yes. and instrumentation and what God does through that. And one of the things that I see oftentimes, you know, the, the churches, understandably, because they are ministering from a stage mm-hmm. uh, on, the, on the weekends, and they go, we want to have uh, people of high caliber skill sets. Mm-hmm. And God's going, you know, th- there's a place for the, that, yes, but there's also got to be a place somewhere in the body of Christ where people have been given something of God and they have an environment where they can actually communicate that. I, 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 my, a pastor that I used to have in, in the past, he said there are going to be nightingales, and there are going to be gales in the night. But both of them have <laughs> valid things to say and pray and declare. Yes. And the, the challenge is to find an environment where each one has that freedom of exchange. There's a scripture in First Corinthians 14. It talks about when you all come together, mm-hmm. every one of you has a psalm, has a doctrine, has yeah. a tongue, an interpretation, a revelation. Let all things be done uh, unto edifying. Now, in a church environment right now, there's not a, a bunch of places in a, a public environment to have, for have somebody go who doesn't sing very well go, I have a declaration from the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. and they, you go, okay, well, see me privately. But the truth of the matter is, God, Bible says when this is flowing smoothly in, the, in an environment like that, mm-hmm. there are people that are going to come in and they're going to fall on their face and they're going to say, of a truth, God is with you. Amen. It's because the harmony is not necessarily in their professional lyrics or their professional tone is from the heart cry. You know, I think about Bob Dylan back in the day. Uh, If he were on any of these music shows these days, he may not make it because of his style was not the melodic or the perfect presentation style. It was were his words. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we neglect the words that God has given people uh, for the sake of uh, having a high profile, beautiful, beautiful, beautifully rendered piece of music Mm -hmm. and a singer. And while there's a place for that, but there's also got to be a place for God's uh, heart cry to go out through the voice of many other people. Many people have sat in the pews and they go, I haven't been allowed to be on the on the choir or, or on the worship teams because uh, other people have taken that place. It's like a prime position. And God's saying, I want to hear my people. So it's an interesting way. And I think in these t- days right now, God is changing the rules a bit so that God's kids are going to have a say where they didn't have a say before. That's really good, especially there. I mean, I know that there are um, people out there, too, who before you used to have to know people to be able to press a CD, to to have an album. Yes. Now people are doing podcasts from their rooms. You know, people are people have the, the tools and the technology that we have to start developing these these things from their own homes. And that's what's beautiful. And that's, you know, that's on a different scale. And I. Um, I know what you're getting at, Kaz, and I think it's, we need to encourage each other. We need to encourage the people that are more meek, who don't feel like their voice counts. And, you know, oh, I got something, but, uh, you know, nobody really wants to hear it. And in all, all, you know, defense of them, sometimes they may say, you know, I have something, and they go, and somebody comes up who is in leadership, and they go, well, that's very nice. Mm-hmm. Talk to me later. I mean, there's no weight in That's that. That's happened to me. I, I had it's a song. To me as and I, well. Yeah, you know, I brought a song to a, a pastor, former pastor of mine, and he said, Oh, that sounds great. Come back when you have it more polished. And well, come back when you have a bass and, you know, when you can, when, when you have a better production of it. Yes. And I said, Well, I, 
I wasn't thinking of releasing a CD here yeah. about this. I wanted it's to not just bring the song to yes. it's ministry. And so yeah. what's, I think what's going to happen right now in these days, God's going to have those who have a heart to minister mm-hmm. have been be given some kind of an environment where they can communicate that. Right. It's going right. to be remarkable. But one of the things, you know, we talk about the law and the prophets mm-hmm. and the Psalms, as I see it, you know, it's kind of like the, God's building his church. The Bible talks, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Uh-huh. And so God's building this tabernacle or this temple. And there, in the temple, there's different stones that fit perfectly with one another. And I see the law and the prophets being those viable stones with a very specific placement. Right. But I see the psalmists kind of as the glue that holds everything together. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that can come with the prophets and they can come with the uh, law givers and right. come together and make them fit perfectly one with another because they are the glue that holds them together. And my, my heart cry as a as a person who embraces the Davidic worship style, Tabernacle of David stuff, mm-hmm. is God wants his believers, and I would identify them mostly with the tribe of Judah kind of people. Mm-hmm. These are people that will come in side by side with others and make everything flow smoothly. And so my listening friend, I think God is doing that. And if this is a stirring you as well. Maybe you are that psalmist character uh, as in the days of Elijah, Moses, and David. We're going to talk more about these things and how they all come together on this Come Together San Diego show. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love Oh, my friends, I hope you appreciate what God is doing to you right now. I want you to look in the mirror and say, you know, God, you created me unique. You created me special. How do you want to use me in these last days? And more than ever before, because we've entered from the church age into the kingdom age, it's an age for you to discover and explore what your calling really is. And God's kids need to be open-hearted to allow you to have your say because the church is not going to be like the church that was being experienced even a year or so ago. The church is changing. It's going to be tied to the kingdom and the kingdom requires the law and the prophets and the Psalms. Christiane Lawrence and I are musically and instructionally going to be back with you in just a moment. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Greg Hendricks, Rock Church, East County. God is doing a wonderful work in the city of San Diego and all over the world. He's uniting the hearts of the people, but most importantly, he's drawing us back to what our original purpose is, to love each other. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. There's no God like Jehovah. 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 My friends, there is no God like Jehovah, and there are, there are, you know, there's the lion of the tribe of, the, of Judah, and then there is one who is like 
a lion who goes about roaring, seeking whom he may devour. So there's a lot of counterfeits out there, but God wants the real thing. He wants the real thing in his body, the, the body of Christ as well. And a lot of time there have been people that are posturing as though they are religious and righteous, but you see their works and their lifestyle and you go, mm, doubtful at best. And these are times right now where we have to be whom God has built us to be. There's no question about it. And a lot of people uh, are uh, invested in that, but a lot of times in a traditional church environment, they're not recognized like they should be recognized. And God is changing that right now. This is no longer the church age. We're going into, in fact, our feet have crossed the threshold of the kingdom age, and the kingdom age is a different way of doing church. It's not church per se, it's the ecclesia now. So what God wants to do is he wants to take everybody, and a lot of people have been a Christian for a long time, and they've got stuff stored away, and they're going, you know, it was nice for me to have this stored away, but I'm not ex- certainly sure how that's going to be applied in these days. And God's saying, are you kidding me? I've built you for such a time as this. Christiane, he's built you for such a time as this. Well, thank you, Kaz, and and you too. Oh, my. And I know that um, when I when I met you, you know, you, I, I looked up to you. You're this big producer. Oh, sure. Just, oh, man, <laughs> I, why would you talk to me? But, you know, there are so many people, I think, that, um, you know, we kind of live mediocre lives, and we don't, have, we don't have access to things like a microphone and to a, a broadcast. And, and I feel like people go, well, how, I can't get my word out if I don't have that. And I don't, I don't think we, we should get stuck in that because mm. so many times, you know, I felt like I needed a microphone in order to be heard. And God would say, that person standing right next yes. to you, that person needs to hear the word that yes. I gave you. And, and sometimes we have to really step back and we have to go, you know, Isaiah 55 says, God's t- telling us my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts for you are higher than your thoughts for you. And just like the heavens above the earth and the, the the rain comes down and it doesn't return to the heavens without watering the earth and producing food and mm-hmm. fruit and sustenance. My word is, is not going to come back to me without accomplishing the purpose that it went out to fulfill. And that's what he does with us. And maybe that word that he gives us is meant to fulfill that person sitting next to us. Yes. You know, there's a scriptures talking about in these last days, <clears throat> the kingdom of, of, of God, you know, shall be preached, and then the end shall come. But the kingdom of God uh, is really proclaiming the kingdom in ways that perhaps in in the earlier, you know, even a few years ago, we didn't proclaim them that way. And, you know, there's been a modest growth in the ecclesia and in the church environment. But God wants this thing to be bigger than the book of Acts chapter 2, what's Mm -hmm. happening in process right now. Bigger than Azusa Street, for sure. Bigger than Acts chapter 2. Are you kidding me? In my heart of hearts, I go, I know that that's true. At the end times, these things have to happen because God's going to build his church. And guess what? The gates of hell cannot prevail against it. So what does that look like? It means that you, my friend, in the past you've been uh, relegated to kind of minimal support in a church environment where you could be used but not being used according to your calling but your gifting. Your calling is a bigger picture, and your calling is uh, something that's benevolent from God, and God wants you to fulfill that calling. And sometimes in a church environment, you can, you know, a man's gift makes room for them, but the calling doesn't. Mm-hmm. And and God wants your calling to be answered in these mm-hmm. days. So especially with the, the multitude of people that are going to be coming to God in these days, guess what? He's identified you as a person, one of the literally, Christiana, go-to person. Mm-hmm. So that stuff that you've had tucked away, he's going, 
now it's time for you to use it. Yes, but it's not in the traditional church environment. And he says, have you looked how many churches are actually functioning like churches right. these days? <laughs> and so I think that right in the midst of this, God is smiling. And he's going, my church, my ecclesia, my called out yeah. ones are being whom they've been called to be. Yeah. And uh, whatever that calling is, function in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, I mean, I keep going back to that. You know, it's like my ways are not your ways. It's not going to look like what we thought it's supposed to look like. Exactly. It's not going to look like what we were taught to believe it to look like. And again, we can't deviate from the truth of the scripture no, and the no, word, no. you know, I mean, here's my Moses coming out. Right. But, <laughs> but we have to, we have to really go, okay, how, how does, because if, if what we're saying, what we're doing, how we're operating in our calling is aligning with the word of the God, then that's it. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't in, have to necessarily align with pre-prescribed church doctrine. Yeah. It has to align with the Word of God. Right. Because a lot of the times church doctrine right. has gone awry because, uh-huh. you know, it's a leader going, here's what I think the church should look like. Well, have you talked to the Lord completely about this? Mm, pieces of it, yes. But the, but God's saying, no, it's gonna be, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know, we're talking about the law, the Psalms, and the and the prophets, and Jesus fulfilled all of them by himself, mm-hmm. in himself. Mm-hmm. But in these days where we are his body, he calls upon each one of us to fulfill a portion of that. Yeah. And we're talking about these are days of Elijah and Ezekiel and uh, Moses and David. Each one of us have pieces of those puzzles. And what we're doing in this show is to extricate what those look like and feel mm-hmm. like so you can identify with them and you can function in those callings. And I, I think the show is also excavating oh, those like dry bones, yeah. Kaz, because <laughs> we... We, there are so many dry bones scattered all over San Diego, mm-hmm. all over California, all over the United States. And speaking to to the listener, to those listening, wherever you are, what are your dry bones? Come on. What are your dry bones that you have just kind of been content with burying yes. underneath the the mundane of your life? The I, I'm I'm a you know I I'm just I'm just fulfilling this role and this is all I'm supposed to be. Mm. I'm just a worker. I'm I'm a, a CEO and that's all. And that, there's nothing added to my life. And I'm just a stay-at-home mom. I'm just a I'm just a this. I'm just a grandma. I'm too old to fulfill this dream. Why now? No. What are your dry bones? Because God is saying, I want to put flesh to those dry bones. And then after I put the tendons together, after I build, I mean, he assembled those dry bones. And then he said, they're not done yet because mm-hmm. I have to breathe my spirit mm-hmm. on them. Yes. And that's what he's doing, Kaz. And, and, and we feel it. We're starting to hear that rattling, yes. Yes, right? Yes, yes. Here in San Diego alone. And that's in the book of? Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Yeah. And these are the days of Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Well, so let's do this in this segment. We've got one more segment. We're going to close, tie everything together. But you know what? God has taken your dry bones. They may have been promises that have been long forgotten yeah. or other people have disregarded and they've kind of cast them out. God's saying, oh, no, it's time mm-hmm. for those to be drawn together. And, you know, the scripture, the scripture says, uh, son of man, prophesy to these bones, prophesy to the wind. And, and he prophesied, and those bones came together. <sighs> Son of man, prophesy. Prophesy to the winds. Prophesy to the winds. That the bones shall come together 
My friends, those dry bones of God's promises in your life that you thought were done and done away with, not so true, because God has plans for you. Mm, He has plans for you. Prophesy to the wind and the sinews and the muscles shall come together and your promises from me from the past will begin to reassemble. called to be and even though in your past and the, and people that are, have been in your life have said oh that's nice for a time in the future ladies and gentlemen boys and girls mm, that time is right now and he's assembling your bones of promises because he's got big plans for you big plans for you I think uh, Christiane used the anointing of prophet in that and that it's going to be a new life for you. In the last segment coming up very soon, we're going to talk about what that life will look like and give you great hope and great expectation because that's where God has you right now to fulfill the promises that he's given you throughout your life. It's time to see him cash in on those to and through you. And Christiane and I will talk about that when we come to life again. (laughs) See you after the commercial break. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Cass Taylor. And we're back, my friends. It's a year of jubilee. Out of Zion's hill, <laughs> salvation comes. These are the days. Lift your voice. It's the year of jubilee. And out of Zion's 
listening, friend, you know the lyrics of that song, These Are the Days of Elijah, the interesting verses talking about lifting up your voice because it's the year of Jubilee. I'm going to spend just a moment giving you some hope and excitement about what the time frames are right now into which we are entering. And this isn't extremely well taught, I have to tell you, in in Scripture, but there's a curious verse in the book of uh, the Gospel of John that talks about during the time of Jesus' death and his burial and his resurrection. And it's a phrase that people, I've never heard very many people teach on this, but I'm going to give this to you now to give you a little different perspective about these times because... uh, the, the you know the year of jubilee is is a cyclical time frame that happens every 50 years you know there's there's a there's a jubilee time frame and in in the bible the jubilee is the time when uh, all the uh, the money that you owed and the property that you gave, had to give up to mortgages or whatever it happens to be all those things are restored to the original owner and the enemy has been stealing our stuff for a long time. There is coming a time, and that is very now in the future, let me say it's almost right this moment, where the enemy's uh, stealings from us are going to be returned to us. That's a kind of a jubilee year, and the Bible talks about this cyclical uh, uh, time frame of seven, seven years, seven years, seven years, you know, seven times seven, uh, 49 into the 50th year, that's a jubilee year, but the the whole, there's a thing called the Shemitah, which is seven years cycles. We're in, in, in an inter- interesting time right now mm. of that time frame, and I'm going to talk to you just very briefly about that because that's where we are, but you need to know what happened in Jesus' day, and many people will not teach this to you, but I'm just going to give it to you for a food of thought, and you don't have to take this as gospel. You study it out and see if it's so. But in the book of John, chapter 19, the Bible talks, you know, we're just experienced Resurrection Sunday. We just experienced Resurrection Sunday. And here's what happens. The Bible says in the book of John, I'm looking at the King James Version, and it says um, the, the Jews regarding when Jesus, right after Jesus said, it is finished, the Bible says in verse 31, and the Jews therefore, uh, because it was the preparation that the bodies should uh, um, uh, not remain on the cross, or the crosses, uh, the Bible says it, they had to do this because it was a Sabbath day, and then parentheses says it was the Sabbath was a high day in that year, a high day. In other words, this was not a normal Sabbath time. This particular time frame was called a high Sabbath day. A high Sabbath day really relates to a time frame of a jubilee year. Is it possible that Jesus actually died and was resurrected on a jubilee year? Oh, yes. You need to dig dig this out in Scripture. It will amaze you because this was not a traditional Sabbath time. The Bible says this was a high day. In other words, it was beyond Sabbath. This was a Sabbath multiplied. It's kind of like this was a jubilee year. Guess what, my friends? Many Bible students believe that this was a jubilee year. You know what that means? When he rose from the dead and he, he set the captives free, then everything that they had lost gets returned to them. My friends, you need to realize that the time frame in which we find ourselves right now, many uh, Bible students say that we are, the summer of 2021 identifies at least with a Shemitah year, one of the sevens, but others feel that perhaps this is a, one of the, the 50th year Jubilee time frame, if not it's very close. And you know what that means? That means this is time for God's church to have everything 
at God's ecclesia. I'm not saying just his church. I'm saying Jew and Gentile, the whole body of Christ, is going to get what was taken from them. And the enemy, over 6,000 years, has been taking stuff from us. And it's time for these things to be returned. Is that amazing or what, Christiane? That's so cool. Well, that it happened in Jesus's day, yeah. and as he is, so are we in this world, and so do these time frames wow. happen now. That's Jesus, kind of mind-blowing. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> you know, in the Scripture, when, when Jesus was taken up into heaven, the two men dressed in white said, well, men of Galilee, why do you look at this mm-hmm. one who's taken up from you? This same Jesus that was taken from you will come again in like manner as you've seen him go. Well, what does that mean? He's going to come again in like manner. He went up, he's going to come down. Yes, but I think it's bigger than that. I think the manner in which he went up is going to be the manner in which he returns. In other words, the things he did in his singular body are going to also happen in his collective body, his church, so that when these things come to pass in his church, he comes again, and so we meet in the sky together, and all these things are fulfilled. But it, we're talk, let's talk about Jubilee times. Can you imagine the things that are on the precipice right now, very, very close to getting all the things that were stolen from us back to us? Oh, Be- man. Just, because these are the days. Yeah. Just in this last year, 2020 alone, I mean, how many people can say how much has been stolen oh, absolutely. from them? You know, and I mean, from personally, it's like, Gosh, I've been thieved. <laughs> you, you have been thieved, exactly. But there's a scripture, and you know it very well, eye has not seen. Nor ear the, has heard. The things that God has in store for. Those who love him. And my friend, if you love him, you, your eye hasn't even seen it, or your ear heard it, or you have not even imagined. And I'm serious about this. You know, we think we've lost a few things through the years and things like that. We thought we had it pretty good. But I'll tell you what, we don't even can't even imagine the days of... Uh, of 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 Adam and Eve and the wonderful bounty they had. God wants us to return to that. He wants to return us to that, and that's a lot of restoration because you look how the world has deteriorated, you know, through through time through the enemy's bad influence. Yeah. It's amazing. All, I has not seen, neither ear heard, neither <laughs> neither Chris. Christiane's mouth could even say she left me high and dry silent. <laughs> I'm thinking of this this song that I used to sing in in college and in university, um, and I'm trying to see if I can figure out the words, but it's got a bit of a, a change. But um, so I'm gonna screw this up. And, well, okay. Well, no eye has seen, yes. no ear has heard, no mind has ever conceived the glorious things. You have prepared for anyone who has believed. You called us here and you... Yes, so that's where I... (laughs) You've drawn us here and you've called us your own and made us joint heirs with your Son. How high and how wide, how deep and how long, How sweet and how strong is your love. How matchless your grace. How faithful your ways. How great is your love, O Lord. Yes, yes, yes. Because, my friend, we have entered into the days of Elijah. And so we're going to leave you with pieces of this song and our... Our engineer, Thomas, will take us out when he feels appropriate. But my listening friend, I hope you have been inspired by uh, the fact that these are the days. But not only that, but you play a vital role. You may have 
a Moses character, you may have an Elijah character, you may have an Ezekiel character, you may have a Davidic character. Be answering God's call and see where it takes you. Because guess what, my listening friend? By the way, on Sunday, this is Saturday on Sunday at the Gardens at the River 390 Mimosa Avenue in Vista, we're going to be doing similarly to this, except we're going to have open microphones for Y-O-U. You know why? Because these are the days of Elijah. Behold, he comes Riding on the clouds Shining like the sun At the trumpet calls so Lift your voice It's the year of Jubilee And out of Zion's hill Salvation comes My Lift friend, your voice Out of Zion's hill Salvation comes It's a joy for Christiane and I To spend some time ministering With you and beside you because God's coming soon and he needs his church to be his church. He needs Jew and Gentile coming together because these are the days of Elijah. God bless you until next time. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise.